0: Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for
1: free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts
0: So we can return The hedgehog's dilemma. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Retronauts. I am Jeremy Parrish, and with me here this week in the studio, we have such luminaries as...
2: Hey, it's Bob Mackey. And Squirrel Boy, Ray Barnholt? Squirrel Boy? Yeah. Barnhold. Well, please don't actually call me that. Okay. I won't. <laughs> that was just for humor. <laughs> and finally...
3: And Katie McCarthy. I'm back for the third time? The third, third time. Third time, yeah. yeah.
2: Sonic Adventure. And,
0: uh, yeah, you've been on here to talk about what before?
3: Sonic Adventure. So, back for another Sonic episode. And we talked about remakes. And oh, stuff. that's right. That's yeah. right.
0: Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. All right. So, yeah, we're not trying to, like, uh, you know, typecast you or anything, but. It's- <laughs> Uh, this is an episode about Sonic games, and as I discovered while prepping for this episode, I have zero aptitude for Sonic games. It's it's just like a blind spot in my soul or something. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I like them in theory, but then I sit down to play them, and I'm, I'm just like – I can't make this work. Like, my fingers aren't working the way that they're supposed to. What do you have a problem with? The running? The jumping? Yeah. Um,
2: all of <laughs> it. The
0: standing and the spinning and the, yeah, it's it's all bad. I don't know. I, not not that the games are bad, just I'm bad at them.
2: Is it his momentum? Is that what throws you off, maybe? Mm, when he has no. to get going? It's, uh, it's when he doesn't.
0: It's when he's not getting going. All right. Like, in this game, the the... Particularly, the fine platforming really killed me. The 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 first part in chemical plant zone where it floods and there's like these um, you know those those boxes that rotate around each other and create like moving platforms and staircases. That that is just like it is a like I said it's a blind spot for me. Maybe maybe we'll get into it later.
2: (laughs) But we'll explore your. I I recognize
0: that this is a me problem, not a game problem, because the (laughs) game itself that we're discussing this week is a very very good game. It is Sonic Mania. And that is not an old game. It is not within the 10-year, uh, you know, outside the 10-year time limit of Retronauts. But this is another legacy episode where we're going to talk about how this very, very classic-looking game ties in with the legacy that it upholds. And I would say, you know, compared to Mega Man 11, which we mm. tackled yesterday in a session, uh, Sonic Mania holds up extremely well. Yeah. I think it does a, an amazing job of basically taking everything that people love about Sonic uh, from the classic days – and kind of pushing aside all the stuff that maybe wasn't so good and just like getting to the heart of what makes Sonic great and then kind of amplifies that and makes it even more impressive looking. And, and uh, you know, I, I think I've used this description before, but it's uh, a game that plays the way you remember the classics playing, even though when you go back to the classics, you're like, oh, these are kind of rough. Yeah. But, but this is like all your good memories distilled and crystallized into a video game, a modern, fresh video game that has two versions now. So it's even twice as much game for me to be not able to play well. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I'm, I really think Sonic Mania is great and I'm sad that I suck at it so badly because I want to be able to do more with it.
2: Yeah. Well, there's another thing, which is that, you know, I'm just glad that there's a new Sonic game that most everyone is cool with. I mean, you'd have to be one of those sarcastic jerks from who does a retro game podcast and not like Sonic Mania. <laughs> so who would that be? I don't know. Some tall guy. <laughs> well, that could be anyone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Uh, so, so Bob,
0: uh, you're a tall guy who does a uh, retro gaming podcast. What well, do you yes. think of Sonic Mania? I am a jerk, but I do like this
1: game. <laughs> okay, there you go.
2: So I don't even know who you're talking about, right? Yeah, uh, you know, those guys.
1: Mm. Leave it to the commenters. Okay. I do like this game a lot, and uh, I feel like, uh, well, I did my Sonic episode, and I got uh, a lot of hate over it, and uh, it's okay to disagree with me. I'm perfectly fine with that. But I feel like this uh, alleviates all the problems I had with uh, a lot of the older 2D Sonic games, and that it's oh, not as... Um, oh, okay, Oh, sorry. It just, no. It's not as punishing. It's not... Uh, the death, oh, yeah. There's not those death traps. I feel like uh, they don't make you repeat a lot of things uh, if you get them wrong. I just felt like it was a little... There wasn't as much friction for me going through this game as there was after like uh with after Sonic three. Like Sonic 2 is sort of the perfect Sonic for me, even though it has its problems. But I feel like this is like like we said before, it's the ideal 2D Sonic experience. And Katie, you reviewed Sonic
0: Mania for US Gamer, right? Yeah. Did you also do Plus?
3: I did Plus also. Okay. So I played it this year and I played a little bit last night to get like get reacquainted. Yeah. Of course. Uh, and then yeah, I reviewed it at launch for PS4. Okay. Uh, I think i give it a four out of five. Because, only a four. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's good. I, I, I'm i in favor of using the full review scale. A lot of people are like, if it's good, it's a four and a half out of five. And I'm like, if it reaches over four, it has to be like really, really good for mm. me.
2: I'm I'm um, there with you. Yeah, yeah, I think we all are. I think the problem is that only the writers are the ones who are okay using right. it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I think Song Me is great. Like, it's... I think for better and for worse, it's, like, very, very faithful. And that still has those frustrations, you remember, of, like, vertical platforming not being good of, like, the moving stuff, like you mentioned before. Uh, And there's, like, bosses that are very annoying. But it feels like an old Sonic game, which is, like, more than most, like, games that try to call back to, like, the glory days of their past can say. Like, even Sonic Generations is, like, trying to, like, capture that old, like, side-scrolling glory, but it's, like, not good. It's, like, not a great game.
2: Yeah,
0: I mean, this game uh, I have not played all the way through, but I did play Sonic Forces all the way through for review. And <laughs> what are you doing? I got paid for it, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was willing to Still. sell for a weekend for a few hundred dollars, but um, yeah, this, like, comparing this game to Sonic Forces is really sort of um, illuminating, because the the games do a lot of the same things it's just one of them does them extremely well and one of them does it poorly like you know the the running battle you have in Sonic Mania against Metal Sonic like there's a few sequences like that in Sonic Forces and they all suck so much and i hate them and like just thinking back on them makes me wish i weren't alive and <laughs> in Sonic Mania it's like fun and you know it's it's challenging but uh, it's very fast-paced and energetic and it feels like it's never, you know, out of control. Whereas Sonic Forces, it's just like you, you switch the camera behind Sonic and all of a sudden it feels really rough. And uh, I don't know. It's, it's really impressive how even though you have a more restrictive camera view in this 2D side-scrolling approach than you do, you know, like you can't see things coming up as well as you can in 3D. It still plays better and feels better and it's more fun. That's where I stand on Sonic Forces. That's fine. -hmm.
3: And you see, like, the little bit – because, like, trying to capture, like, fan service with, like, the create a character thing. And you can tell it's, like, trying to do sort of the making fans happy thing that Sonic Mania does. But it's not successful. Yeah, Sonic Mania just does
0: it through gameplay and, like, a genuine understanding of what do Sonic fans enjoy as opposed to, you know, like, shoehorned in features and executives saying – what do we think Sonic fans enjoy? We think that they will want this. Yeah, and and I guess that is kind of you know the 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 sort of thing you know the the distinguishing feature at the heart of Sonic Mania is that it was created by fans to to some degree. Uh, I don't know if maybe Ray, you could shed some light on that. And I, I feel like you know the the, the backstory here. Yes, it was created by fans.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was thinking maybe you could say a few more sentences. Then. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's okay. okay, sure. It was made by Sonic ROM hackers. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
0: And that's actually very remarkable. I can't think of another it's instance yeah. of of a corporation going to people and saying, hey, you've um, you've done some IP violations.
2: Uh, could you well, <laughs> come and make an official game for us? Well, I think the way it exactly came about, it's a little bit different. Not exactly a, a byproduct of ROM hacking, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so like yeah, the main main mind behind it was uh, Christian Whitehead, who went by the, the handle Taxman mm-hmm. on the Sonic Community forums and such. And so he originally uh, had made a retro engine, which is like a 2D engine for making games on the PC and such. And he used that to make uh, to basically uh, port Sonic CD to like iPhone. And he, like, showed that to Sega on Twitter, amazingly enough, another amazing part of it. And then (laughs) after a while, they were like, hey, you want to just make that an official product? And And Sonic CD on iPhone became— I didn't didn't realize that that was how that happened.
0: Like, I knew about the Sonic CD remake, but I didn't realize that he pitched it to Sega over social media. And they were like,
2: why not hire this guy? It was Twitter or, like, the Sega blog or something like that. Yeah. But either way, yeah, that was his pitch. And so Sonic CD became Sonic 1 on iPhone Sonic 2 on iPhone until finally they were like— yeah, you can go ahead and make a full-fledged uh sequelish Sonic game if you want. Um he's also joined by uh, uh another guy named Stealth. Um his name John uh, geez. Simon Simon Thorley was his name. Or Tomley. Something like that, sure. edit in my correct print and pronunciation. <laughs> um, but yeah, and uh, two of them basically were helped by different musicians and sprite artists and stuff to finally go ahead and make Sonic Mania after a couple of years of development. Yeah, I mean, there's there's still an internal
0: element to Sonic Mania. It's not just done by like two guys no. in their their living room. or It something. was still
2: supervised by 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 by, by uh, Oh my lord, I'm bad with names today. <laughs> the main Sonic producer man. Uh, yeah, and I'm I can't a remember bad his name. Sonic fan
0: today. Oh, <laughs> oh man. No, but I mean the Sega internal team definitely uh, – Izuka, excuse me. Yeah, yes. that's it.
2: Izuka, and um,
0: there, there's a name for the American Sonic group now. I can't remember what it is, but it's like – it's not Sonic Team. It's it's something else. Uh,
2: I'm but, not familiar with what you mean. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, I was just reading about it the other day, so um, I've totally forgotten everything. It's been a week. Three, oh, okay. There used to be Sonic Team USA.
0: No, it, it has another name to it. Okay. Uh, but yeah, well, we really – let really prep
2: for this one. Great. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was just here to talk about the game, not, like, paperwork. I'm sorry. Uh, it was made using computers. <laughs> okay. Okay, yeah. I know that.
1: Uh, <laughs> do you know what kind? Was it, like, you know, Apple 2GS or They're something? They're probably uh, of the Mac persuasion. Mm.
2: Well, if I may just steer it back to, like, the interesting <laughs> point, which is that, yeah, this did basically come from people who were uh, basically spending a lot of time doing ROM hacks and just fan games, ground up uh, mm-hmm. from the ground up fan games for Sonic. Um, which has you know, a rich history in and of itself. People have ripped apart all of the can- canonical Sonic games back and forth. And I've been doing that for years and still continue to. Um, and, you yeah, know, the, the, like, Sonic, the Sonic community, the fan community
0: definitely uh, has documented, like, exhaustively even, you know, just little
2: fragments of things yeah. that are left in the code and so forth. And, you know, the genocide zone and things like that. Yeah, exactly. I think part of that was helped by the fact that, you know, prototypes of Sonic games leaked out more often than, say, you know, Mario games did. Mm-hmm. So that sort of, like, energized the community, I think. Mm-hmm. And as, like, a s- weird side note, like, Sega – supported rom hacks in a different way on Steam which is through the Genesis Mega Drive collection through the Steam workshop you can basically have mods quote unquote which mm. are basically rom hacks that you can upload and so people just do that too so it's a <laughs> Sega has these uh, elements to them that are pretty cool sometimes huh. fan support
0: So how would you describe Sonic Mania in terms of, like, a reflection of the the franchise? Uh, this is a question for the the room. Wow.
3: I mean, that's kind of, like, all—like, it. Like, that was kind of, like, my big critique was that I, I went into it not expecting it to be so many throwbacks. And it's, like, 12 levels overall, and I think eight of the zones are just from past games. Mm-hmm. And I guess as someone who's played, like, most Sonic games, I was like, man— this is, I'm a little tired of this. Uh, but I feel like for people like maybe that have, haven't played, like, m- many, like, Sonic games in, like, a decade or whatever, they're probably like, oh, wow, I like, remember, like, right. chemical oh, Green places. Hill Zone. Yeah, you know, yeah
0: it, I, was, I was really surprised when I started up the game, a new game, for the first time and was thrown pretty much immediately into Green Hill Zone. I was yeah. like, wow, this is just Green Hill Zone. But it's like, also
1: just, it's, it's their Green Hill Zone, right? I yeah, mean, I mean, it's, it's not, not like an old map.
0: No, it's, it's it's kind of a remix. And, yeah, that's uh, you know, the same with
2: all the um, classic-ish yeah, yeah. stages in the game. Yeah,
0: yeah and what they've, they've done with these stages, at least from my perspective, it, it feels like they've really taken the sort of ex- exploratory element that was in some of the Sonic games um, and really just run with it. And, you know, the, the levels here are much bigger and they're not just, you know, longer in terms of the horizontal length, but also they're much – they have more tiers of height yeah, exactly. and more levels that you can travel across and more opportunities to um, kind of jump to other tracks. And, you know, uh, you always have tails as a companion in the, the core, the basic mode. And tails can help you like reach other areas by doing his little tail flutter thing. Um, so there is more kind of awareness of verticality in space. So it's not so much of just like find the optimal path and run through. There, there's a lot of exploration, a lot of um, you know hunting for secrets. I would say yeah. this kind of feels like Sonic's Super Mario World, if that makes sense. You know, Super Mario World kind of slowed down the action of Mario games a bit, and we're like, hey, poke around in corners, look around, try to find hidden exits, try to find you know all the things we've tucked away. Yeah, and. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like it, it does that more effectively than, like, Sonic 3, which had kind of an element of, you know, moving yeah. around and using alternate
2: traversal, but not—I don't think as effectively as Mania. I think Sonic 3 and Knuckles did have a lot of verticality in stages, but— that Well, was yeah, like, when you add in the Knuckles, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, that was the first—those first games were made around three characters, right? Mm-hmm. Sonic Tails, and Knuckles. But you now have a game made by people who have, you know, studied those games for years and years and— have pretty much, I think, even better designed those levels around those three characters.
0: Yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, it's it is it is refreshing to go and play like Green Hill Zone, designed not just for Sonic to play, but you know to play as Sonic and Tails, yeah. or in the case of Encore, as Sonic and Ray and Mighty. Yeah, uh, and you know all of these characters have different capabilities and open up new possibilities and you know just just playing around like i was not good at finding secrets and stuff but i i saw them i was like wow there's a giant ring hidden in some alcove i have no idea how the hell to how the hell to yeah. get there but i sure want to figure it out it's intriguing
2: and that's maybe that's what this game does better than any other Sonic that I've played. I is, mean, yeah, some of them did do that. Like Sonic 3 kind of had points in that. But I think it's more obvious in Mania right. where yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, yeah, that is definitely a hidden thing. It, I it, should it, figure it, it out. I mean, it's it doesn't play like a Metroidvania at
0: all. Hmm. But, it, it, does, <laughs> but yeah, it does that yeah. thing where it's like there's something and you can't get to it now because mm-hmm. of the choices you made in traveling through this level. <laughs> but it's there. Keep that in mind for next time because you want to find this. Yeah, it's going exactly. to be cool. Yeah. And, yeah, that's – I think that's, to me at least, you know, someone who likes exploring in games. Uh, that, that is the, the real appeal of mania is that I'm like there's stuff out there that I need to find. Like this, this game is really going to reward me for poking around. And I feel like, you know, I wanted to do that on the original Sonic. But it's kind of an unforgiving game. And, you know, there's no real like built-in continue system. You kind of have to earn your continue, continues and they're very precious. Um, and so I feel like I get kind of punished for just taking the time to poke around, whereas this game, it doesn't have that. It's like, yeah, if you run out of lives, it's fine. It's just start the level over, and so there's there's a lot more opportunities to just, you know— pause and and explore and, oops, I shouldn't have gone there. Well, I'm dead now, but, you know, it's, it's not that big a deal. I can I can keep going. yeah
2: Unless you want to get all the emeralds and stuff, then you have to go through these mm. special stages, which are a little bit more punishing. I, mm.
1: Why do they do that? I mean, it is a Critics Hits collection, but uh, the special stages are, for uh, for the most part, the Sonic 3 special stages? Well, the no, there's,
2: there's the, uh, yeah, there's like the, um, the goalpost stages, which are blue sphere, but there's the actual proper special stages, yeah. which are the 3D. Uh, run-along
1: stages where Mm -hmm. you do have to get the the Emerald through those. Those are better. I just, uh, I always think I can do the Sonic 3 ones, but I can't actually finish one of them. I'll be like... Oh, no, yeah.
2: No, I'm terrible at them. I wish they would just made a
1: a better version of those because they're just as hard as they always were.
2: But they are not, I don't think, crucial to completing the game the Mm. proper way. Yeah. They're just for collecting medals for unlocking other things mostly. So, if you, yeah, you have to go through the 3D special stages if you actually want to get the proper ending or whatever. What do the medals do? So I'm, I'm someone who didn't like
0: look up all the details on this game because I
2: mean you know part of it's a glory and part of it's unlocking things. So, mm-hmm. I mean, okay. That's, that's thing. <laughs> but I mean like what kind of stuff are you unlocking when you when you do that? Uh let's see, there is was – yeah uh, uh, I think when you do unlock like the, the um the Puyo Puyo minigame. Right. Uh that's like the big thing. You unlock like different uh modes and uh stage selects. Oh yeah, debug mode. You can get like a proper debug debug mode that you can just toggle on and off and it works like the old games do oh, yeah. cool, just cool things like that i 'll never see that ever different, no. different, yeah <laughs> different different elements of fan service. Mm-hmm. Besides the obvious, so so kind of drilling down
0: into different layers of fandom, like yeah, yeah, the the Puyo, Puyo is is like a fun thing, kind of hidden within the the main game. Yeah. Excuse but, me, mean bean. I should have oh, uh, mean it's, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, you, you mean Kirby's Avalanche? No,
2: no, uh, no, no. Here it's mean uh, bean. Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> Talking about something else entirely. But
0: yeah, the 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 debug thing is definitely for the you know the rom hacker types who are like,
2: I've got to find all the secrets. I need to know about all the things that were taken out of Sonic Two before launch. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not a ROM hacker type, but I still love the debug modes even in the old games where it's just like, oh, yeah, I can basically like construct a level sort of by like stamping these sprites all over the place and have fun with it, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I made like a whole issue scroll about that. Like the cover of it was just like a debug mode. That's right. Play through. Play, play.
0: So, let's talk a little bit about the uh, sort of the history of Sonic leading up to this like the like what were each of the original games about we kind of touched on that a little bit talking about like Sonic 3 and Knuckles and stuff, that sort of thing but I, I feel like just an overview of the 2D Sonic games have we we haven't done just an episode that's just Sonic 2D games have we? We have. Have we? I yeah, did that's... it
1: and I went into hiding oh, for five months.
0: That's
2: why I'm here. I thought <laughs> it was
0: like specific to one or two games. Okay, no I well. just
1: covered all one to uh, Sonic and Knuckles. Okay. Yeah, CD yeah. Was part of that.
0: Okay. Well, CD, I feel, is pretty relevant to this, especially the Encore mode. I feel like Encore mode is very much, I don't know, it feels to me a lot like Sonic CD where you have the alternate versions of stages, like past, future, that kind of thing. Am I I hallucinating here? No, no. That makes sense. Okay. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog, 1991, was pretty much uh, the most straightforward of the Sonic games. Like, it was, how many, like six worlds with a few stages apiece. Is that right? Um, And... Yeah, replaying that recently on uh, the Sega Ages series, I was uh, reminded that there are some levels that are very, very fun and some levels that are very, very not fun – uh, like you get underwater and mm-hmm. it, it stops being enjoyable. Am I alone in feeling that way? <laughs> no, everybody really hates Labyrinth Zone. Okay. <laughs> the yeah, music is really like, good. Yeah, but I feel like that level is just like a big screw you. And it, it kind I, of comes early in the in the game for being so
2: hateful. Oh, yeah. It is kind of early, but I think there have been worse water stages <laughs> in Sonic. In Sonic? no. More like what? Ones, yeah. Like uh, following ones. I think uh, Chemical Plant, which has parts of it <laughs> mm. in there. And even a Hydro City Zone in Sonic 3 can it's, – it's fun. It does move along better, but it can still be annoying when you uh, get stuck or forget where to go. So I'm not alone in, in being frustrated by the moving platforms in Chemical Plant Zone. Uh, no.
3: OK. <laughs> it's the worst. I, I don't know.
2: mind them. I think it's kind of a classic platforming trope really. But my whole thing is that I've – I I kind of am sick of chemical plant in general because mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. I've been gorged on Sonic <laughs> Two for like twenty years. It's yeah. just like I, it just doesn't. Whenever that music and visuals come up, I just kind of get sick. It's not. It's <laughs> nobody's fault but my own. But I'm just saying, <laughs> not a fan of chemical plant. So you you were saying, Katie?
3: Oh yeah, like I I just feel like Sonic is not very good with vertical in general, like vertical platforming. Like it's just not those games like forte. So like in the sections where it, like, requires you to, like, jump up two platforms. Yeah. And you might get squished if you, like, get in a certain spot. And that stuff I found really annoying, but also I was, like, faithful because I was like, man, I remember getting annoyed by this back in the day.
2: It's faithful, and I think you still have to strike the balance. Yeah. Because, like, you know, there you can't just have Sonic run right all the time. Yeah, You do that's so true. You have these yeah. parts where you have to, like, finally control him and, and jump the right way. So, yeah, I don't I know. Mean, the, the first time I got to that in Sonic Mania, like – I burned
0: through all of my lives. And I was like, wow. Am I, is, is there something wrong with me? So I'm, <laughs> I'm happy to hear that, no, people have trouble with that because I was just like, I thought I was good at platformers, but now I'm dead and I, I don't understand. I get it. Yeah. I'm, but for me, it's ingrained. So,
2: yeah, it's not a big deal. Okay. okay but yeah, I get, understand for sure.
0: But yeah, like I was saying before we started this, this recording, I have no aptitude for Sonic games. I just, I'm terrible at them and I don't know why.
3: I mean they're not very like precision focused. Like I feel like Mario and like even like Metroid type games, like those are all about precision. That's what I was saying and to Jeremy because like, like not. <laughs> Sonic's yeah.
2: whole momentum deal mm. can, can mess people up,
1: especially in those uh, those vertical sections where you're moving slow and also jumping. I feel like once you get Sonic in the air, it's like landing a plane to get him down in the right spot. You're just like constantly like touching that like left and right to sort of just like maneuver him to make sure he falls in the right area. It doesn't feel as reliable as like a Mario jump, right. uh, like a jump from like a, a jump from Sonic not moving is just like a uh, t- uh, kind of difficult mm-hmm. to like maneuver with. So. Yeah, I don't know. Like, um, Ray, what would you say is the correct way to play
0: a game? Because there are places where the game slows things down and you don't really have a choice. Like, you can't just keep moving. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you kind of have to get a, a feel for the rhythm of when you need to slow down and when you need to be more precise.
2: Yeah, well, I said this the last time when we were talking about classic games, the classic Sonic games. It's like you can't go into it expecting a Mario game at all. You do have to literally shift your mind a bit and realize that you're controlling a different character who moves differently with a different momentum. And that yeah, he goes fast, but not all the time. And uh you do need to be careful sometimes. I mean, it's the same as I don't know driving an F one car. <laughs> <laughs> or I haven't ever done that. Though, uh, well, so. you know, it's a real fast thing. Mm.
1: <laughs> or you can play Yoshi's Island, which is Nintendo's answer to Sonic. That was my theory. Is it? I really think so. Did, did you go over this before? This, this in the episode, In the episode, yeah. It's about a character who, uh, there's no run button. He has, he starts off very slow and starts moving faster. Oh, yeah. But then they give you a way to correct <laughs> weird jumps in the air. So mm-hmm. I feel like that was their concession. And also the levels are very similar, that they're very dense and full of secrets.
2: And Yoshi has his, like, struggle float, which is a little bit like Tails flying,
0: yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, I feel like this game tries to do more to give you a little more find control over Sonic. Which uh, game exactly?
2: Sorry. Are we Mania? Mania. Okay, Mania. Mania. Yeah. <laughs> Mania.
0: Um, I mean, you've got like the Elemental Shield. Are those from previous games?
2: Yeah. I, yeah. I, okay. yeah, from 3. Basically.
0: Okay. See, I bounced right off of three the first time I played it, and never went back to it. Oh man! So is that why I, I like Mania seems so unfamiliar to me because I just I don't know that game.
2: Probably it does have a few uh, stages from three, yeah. Mm-hmm. A couple
0: of elements. And- so so let's let's talk about the, the the elemental shields and you know kind of what the the point of those is. What is the point of those?
2: Uh, well, the bubble shield lets you uh, basically go underwater without uh, dying, without losing the air. The lightning shield attracts rings. Uh, and uh the fire shield just, you know, protects you from fire and also lets you uh shoot forward as a fireball, essentially. Okay. So, yeah. I see. They're not exactly like Mario Powers, but, yeah, you know, No, that's, that's fine. I
0: wouldn't uh, want them to be more like yeah. Mario Powers. If, I'm,
2: not, I'm not. If, yeah, if yeah, it's I'm Sonic
0: sorry. were, like, shooting, you know, uh fireballs, that would be bad. But, I mean, yeah, be- you know, Ray the
2: Squirrel— Controls a lot, like yeah. Speaking Cape of Mario, Mario World, yeah. holy shit, yeah, uh, he is Cape Mario for yeah, sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like I, I had never played as Ray before, and <laughs> what what game is he from? Is he from Chaotix or something? Uh,
2: him and Mighty are from Sega Sonic the Hedgehog, which is the arcade game. Oh, arcade. okay, that's arcade why arcade I've game. never played as him before.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, there you go. Is it the trackball game? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, like I, I really enjoyed Encore way more than the like the standard game because it's just like the the new characters in there are. Really different and, and really change things up a lot.
2: Yeah, on core mode, yeah, it's it's really fun because it also like uh you, you, it lets you like collect the characters and switch between them and stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the banging started at a, a random time on a Sunday. <laughs> it's two thirty. Time to hit that pipe. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, let's talk a little more about Ray and the, the Squirrel and Mighty Amardillo. Um, talk about me too if you want.
2: Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, what's so, so what's your
0: relationship with Ray the
2: Squirrel, Ray? Well, I knew him all ever since that uh, that Sonic arcade game first showed up. So, like, uh, i had been familiar with him quite did that, a while. Did that arcade game come to the U.S.? Uh, yeah, very limited. Like, you know, in the West it was pretty limited. But, uh, I mean, I never played it back then, but I'm saying when I saw it in magazines, I was like, oh, it's a character named Ray and he's, he's blonde. How about that? So <laughs> that's what he stuck with me. And then, and, it's like uh, i looking in a mirror. <laughs> yeah. And then they kind of, uh, you know, in, in Mighty, the armadillo, who kind of looks like Sonic with just like, you know, a, a red smooth back essentially. Yeah, he doesn't really look like an armadillo. Yeah. I mean, having, having
0: grown up in Texas and seen a lot of them mostly down on the road, I – like, well, this does, does Sonic not...
2: look like a hedgehog? Does Knuckles look like an echidna? You know, I haven't. I didn't see a lot of echidnas growing I up. I think Tails is the only one that actually looks like the animal. He's basically that, <laughs> that, that is true. That is very be. true. And then he has two tails, but yeah. But then they sort of abandoned Ray, and then they brought back Mighty for Knuckles' Chaotix. Okay, that's why I was thinking. Chaotic, yeah. Okay. But then uh, Ray was left behind and then they just sort of made – they appeared and, 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 uh, as a like a missing poster in Sonic Generations. Like,
1: there's a level there where you can see like oh, – How cheeky. Yeah. So Ray wasn't even in Sonic Heroes. No.
2: No. Huh. Like No, they changed the Chaotix. They even got rid of Mighty by that time because like the Chaotix team was just three people. Knuckles and uh, SBO and – no, I'm sorry. It was Charmy, SBO, and uh-huh. Vector, the Crocodile. Those are the Chaotix team now.
0: Right. Yeah. What game were those guys from originally? Chaotix. Okay. Yeah. How many characters are in Chaotix? That, that was the 32X one, right? Right. Yeah. So, like no one ever played that. So
2: you one. got Knuckles, you got Charmy, you got Vector, you got Aspio and Mighty, and then the robot the idiots who nobody likes. Right. The Bomb Robot and Beta or whatever. Yeah. Kappa, Gamma. I don't know. <laughs> I don't if know it. no, it's some more, some Greek letter. I think the Bomb one's literally called Bomb or something. <laughs> nice. <Bam. laughs>
0: Yeah, so I am extremely ill-informed about the Sonic series. It's terrible. I'm I'm incredibly a poor choice to lead this podcast. And yet here I am talking about Sonic games. How about that? But um, one of the things that I do find interesting is the the sort of graphical fidelity – Fidelity to this game because it's more than just like a Genesis game. It's mm-hmm. not a a direct port nope. of of the Genesis graphics. Everything is way more animated. There's you know a lot more frames of animation. It's doing stuff that the Genesis couldn't necessarily do. Yeah, they got some scaling. real they got
2: some real pixel artists. They got Paul Veer who had been doing stuff for uh, Vlambeer oh, games. and yeah. stuff. So he's a really good pixel artist and animator. And yeah, he worked on one of those character sprites. Uh, but yeah, the the I think the intended uh, graphical style was to be like what if this was a Saturn game? Hmm. Like, what if this had 32-bit level graphics and, you know, graphic fidelity, like you said? And, you know, uh, that didn't carry through, I think, to the marketing because they basically – made all these retro, uh, you know, the reverse covers or, like, Genesis box covers. And then there was the special edition with Sonic on the giant uh, Mega Drive. Well, I mean, a lot of the the material is from Sonic, uh, you know, Genesis games. Yeah, so but, I can, I can also, understand that. Well, also, yeah, no one really would have remembered the Saturn as fondly as the Genesis. Right. So yeah. I get it. But, yeah, big a bigger footprint. Um, you can definitely see it yeah. in, in the game that there is kind of a 32-bit quality to it. I mean, there's, like, there's a Saturn control pad icon in, like, the controls menu mm. and such. So, yeah.
1: So, um, they added new animations to the characters that I've seen in the game when playing it. Did they base the sprites that we see in the game on any existing sprites?
2: Uh, well, yes and no. I mean, there was some like in the, like Sonic Two prototypes. There were certain ways that they drew Sonic running with like his uh, spinny. I called them whirlpool legs. Mm. Uh, that they kind of use in, in this game and in certain points. So some things are kind of like little little teeny ha- homages to uh, those prototype things and sprites that people enjoyed but never really got to see in the official games. So, okay. Yeah.
1: I couldn't tell if the sprites were unique or if they just uh, They are largely
2: unique, unique. Okay. yeah. Okay. They just uh, – yeah. They base some of those things on there. Yeah. And of course, yeah, lots of added nice animations.
0: Right. Yeah, someone wrote in the notes that it's um the uh, – or someone I thought said the uh, – Graphics were somewhere between Genesis and Saturn, but isn't that 32X? <laughs> I guess
2: uh, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Like
0: graphically, how does it compare to Chaotix? I, I again, you know, I've never you played didn't Chaotix. Like Chaotix
1: for some reason. <laughs> Where were you in 1994? I know, right? I well, was. Chaotix has so, such. Not, a, not
0: spending my money on a 32X.
2: Chaotix so. has such a wild art style that's not really anything. It's closer to Sonic CD, really. So I mean, so, uh, comparing it to Mania's art style is a bit uh, disingenuous, I would say, and it doesn't really have as much animation either. Mm-hmm. It's just you know, based on the same, same amount of animation as the other Sonic games. So I wouldn't call it as, you know, I wouldn't compare it too much to Chaotix. It is really its own thing because it does have, like, you know, y- you think about these 32-bit games, like games like Astol, which is mm-hmm. also a Sega platformer with really great uh, art and animation to it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's mm-hmm. the sort of, I think, comparison that you could draw with mm-hmm. Sonic Mania. It's like, what this is the kind of 32-bit level that we could see there.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting to compare it to Saturn art because I feel like, yeah, it does have that level of animation but aesthetically, it doesn't look like a Saturn game would have in terms of, like, sprite design. I mean, it, it does very mm-hmm. much feel like it's cut in the 16-bit mold. And I feel like, you know, once they went on to the 32-bit generation, there was sort of a, a mindset that we can't make our games look, you know, just like uh, more fluid 16-bit games because yeah. that would be unacceptable. And people would think, oh, well, why would I buy this system? So, you know, characters were bigger and, yeah, you know, exactly. there were more, like – I feel like art was a bit more, like you said, kind of chaotic, like in Chaotix, <laughs> yeah, where sure. it's, um, you know, just like we have new capabilities and not a lot of restraint yet. And we haven't yeah. figured out necessarily what looks good together. I and mean – that, you... That's the thing about – that that's interesting about Mania is that it does – I mean in terms of character proportions and overall aesthetic design, it is very 16-bit. Mm-hmm. It's just like no 16-bit console could have done that. Yeah. It's just like, you know, I
2: mean, you know, the Saturn was not really built to make 3D games because they kind of mm-hmm. slapped on those two processors and, and such. So, I mean, if we imagine the Saturn as the 2D powerhouse it was supposed to be, then, yeah, I think we could have something more like Sonic Mania. I think also – but if you ask me, and this is just me being fantasy fanboy, mm-hmm. uh, if if this game really did exist for the Saturn, I think the art would have employed more like uh, pre-rendered sort of mm-hmm. things in it. Yeah.
1: I think they were moving that way with so- like Sonic 3 Sprite does mm-hmm. look a little yeah, pre yeah, render yeah, yeah. It's yeah, not yeah, quite yeah. there yet, but I could tell Like there's more shading on it. And, of course, with the intro with this weird CGI. I, I hate yeah. Sonic 3 Sprite, by the way.
0: Yeah, okay. So maybe, maybe that's what strikes me as being 16-bit about this because this game does have a lot of, especially for Sonic, sprites where you, you see the character rotate mm-hmm. and move through many different, like, you know, spin around many different axes. Like when he's doing corkscrews and stuff. He has so many frames of animation, yeah. mm-hmm. and yet at the same time, it doesn't have that pre-rendered plastic look to it. It does look entirely hand-drawn, but it it has the consistency that you expect from renderers. And so it, it kind of is this unique creation in its own right. That's, that's what I've been trying to put my finger on, and I think that's yeah. that really gets to it. Is like, it has the, the sort of solidity and consistency you expect from the 32-bit era of sprites. But it doesn't have that that sort of dated plastic sheen that, you know, oh Donkey Kong Country was cool, look. Been very quiet. Do you have any thoughts on any of this?
3: I mean, like earlier, we were talking about how Sonic Mania plays, how we remember Sonic games playing, and I feel like it looks that way too. But then, if you look look back, it's like, oh, it doesn't actually. It like looks way better. Yeah. Uh, which is, I think, a good thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Sure.
0: yeah. I mean, playing this side by side on Switch with uh, Sega Ages Sonic the Hedgehog, you're like. Oh yes, mm-hmm. Sonic for, you know, Sonic 1 was very cool in its time, but it is kind of, you know, choppy and and sort of uh kind of low color detail and so forth. Like the the Sonic, you know, the the in the, the animations choppy? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. like, you know, it's only there was only so much storage space. I mean, I know that they they uh they utilized like every bit of data available oh, sure. on sure, the ROM sure. and, you know, uh squeezed as much out of that as they could, but yeah like certainly you know in terms of animation, there's just not as much of it, and uh, like I said, the color detail is a lot lower there's not much as much background animation like the especially in encore mode again in this like uh you know I guess because they're i think you start out in um the jungle from Sonic and knuckles mm-hmm. right so you know they, they're kind 3. of or sonic yeah. three yeah I mean it's the same, same thing right at this point yeah um, no, to me it doesn't matter oh, okay. Well. <laughs> Please inform me how I'm wrong. Uh, yeah, like I guess because they were working from, you know, an even more advanced spec, they were like, we got to we gotta blow that up. So you've got like just all kinds of animation in the background in that. And it's yeah. just gorgeous to watch. It reminds me a lot of um, Rayman on Saturn, okay. but better mm-hmm. and not as, um, yeah, you know, Rayman has its own kind of look and mm-hmm. if you like it, you like it. But, <laughs> uh, I remember, you know, being very impressed with the animation in Rayman, but being like I don't know about the 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 drawings here it's it's like very technically good and kind of leaves me cold uh but Manny does a good job of of hitting that technical level of impressiveness while still also having a really nice warm art style and um yeah like I, I really want to spend more time with Encore Mode because I haven't played as much of that as the the you know the standard Sonic Mania. But I just really love everything there, like the color palette changes and the way they've kind of remixed the levels. I realize that's kind of a problem with this game, you know. Like like Katie was saying. You have eight levels out of 12 that are remixes, and then you get to Encore, and it's like remixes of remixes. <laughs> and and it, it is nice that they, they tweak the levels so that they take advantage of Ray and Mighty and the things that they can do. But at the same time, I'm like, well, it's Green Hill Zone again, and it's Sunset here, but it's still green, and there's still hills.
2: Yeah. Well, I think it's better than calling it Sonic Mania 2 for sure. Oh, yeah. For <laughs> yeah, sure. That is true. I mean, I think, that, I think calling it Plus was was definitely the they way should to should have called it Sonic Mania CD. <laughs> no? Okay. Sonic on a CD ray with oh. Becky. CD CD is a place. <laughs> that was a deep cut, Bob. Yeah. yeah thank you. <laughs> Should we talk about Sonic C D? Do we have space for it now? Yeah, go or? for it. Yeah. Because we didn't get to on the last uh, classic show. Well, oh by God. Maddie, I don't remember guys. any of that conversation yeah. anyway. Yeah. yeah. Like well, everything, was...
1: I just have no aptitude for Sonic podcasts. apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I had so many insults to get in. I couldn't I couldn't include yeah, CD. All right, yeah. well okay, let's come go for on. It. I was being nice, I'm just kidding. I'm misrepresenting myself. All I know yeah. about Sonic CD is there's
0: time
2: travel and butt rock. Oh, no, not butt rock. Spencer Nielsen would not rock a beyond butt. butt rock. How okay. dare you? Save okay. that for some AM2 game coming out. Uh, butt rock is a compliment in my universe. Well, well Sonic I mean, CD. Don't just you want to rock butts? Come well, on, I, well, it's yes. more ass jazz. Than butt rock. <laughs> yes, I actually. That, <laughs> no, that's Marvel versus Capcom 2. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I it's, it's, me. It is closer to ass jazz. Um, <laughs> I think Sonic CD is definitely not perfect, but it is, like, the greatest idea of what a CD game was at that point in time, mm. I think. Because you had a game that was not a canonical sequel, but, like, a side game that had really impressive graphics and, like, crazy music in it. And that was like, oh, yeah, this is how, like, a CD game can be with, like, a classic uh, franchise. It can be, like, expanded to something greater. That's what Sonic CD feels like to me. Um, uh, it is, like I said, it's not perfect uh, it take all the moments of slowing down in other Sonic games and it really kind of overloads on those um, I think it, it, it focuses too much on exploration when you don't really need to levels are not all designed for that some of them are just way too huge, for example mm-hmm. um, but I think you know, audio, the audio-visual presentation is just uh, really, really top-notch despite you know, being made by not uh, Yuji Naka and his team yeah, who the Sonic CD was kind of like a transitional game, wasn't it, between yeah, yeah, Sonic right. 1 and 2? Mm-hmm. And Sonic 2 was done by STI, right? Yeah, by Yuji Naka in America. Right. And then Sonic CD was made back in Japan.
0: Okay. With, you know. Okay, so it was like the folks who worked on Sonic 1 minus Naka? Uh,
2: I'm not sure exactly. Or they just I'm called sure, it yeah, like some, some random them, second stringers? Because, you know, the whole thing was that Naka left Sega because he was upset, but then Mark Cerny brought him in to America. So, like, he got a different team there. Uh, so that was the. – I'm sure a lot of people who worked on Sonic 1 worked on Sonic CD. But uh, yeah.
0: But the, you know, the, the idea with Sonic CD was the, the time travel concept. You were mm-hmm. like traveling back and forth into like the ruined future and the distant past.
2: And mm-hmm. so you had like multiple versions of each stage. Yeah. So uh, you had past, present, future. But then you also had to make a good future to get like the best ending. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm guessing that involved Chaos Emeralds? Uh, It involved Chaos Emeralds but also Metal Sonic because you had to like uh, defeat or destroy these uh, generator things that are laid around in the past which would then create a good future. Like Dr. Robotnik had Metal Sonic do his dirty work for him and such and (laughs) – Got it. Yeah. You had to go and hunt down these little generator things and, and destroy them in the past. OK.
1: But it's a, it's a semi-complicated system layered over a Sonic gameplay where it's like you need rings to go to different time periods and you need to find the right gates to go to the time periods? Uh,
2: no, you need to hit the gates and then okay. build up speed and then keep that speed for a good amount of time or else you lose the momentum to travel.
1: Right, but when back. you
2: hit 88.1 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. I'm sure – yeah, exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. You see a wonderful <laughs> a wonderful uh, rainbow-colored loading screen and Sonic travels back or forward into – yeah. And the funny thing about the music, by the way, is that uh, like – two out of three of those time periods are red book audio but like the past is always done in the in the Genesis PCM hmm. so it's very weird I mean is that meant to be like a deliberate statement like here's
0: primitive music and here's maybe CD
2: music maybe I have no idea what the actual intent was But you know. I, I, guess feel it's like, like I feel like, like,
0: f- like future music would work better with the Genes- Genesis FM synthesis <laughs> though like, oh, to me the Genesis always sounded 30 like 30 years later maybe Here, yeah.
2: here's our robot overlord
0: my guess yeah, is
1: like I'm we only have you. this much space but here's a way we can make it clever yeah probably you know? mm. that feels like more of the choice there
2: and of course it had the special state where, you know, I think all the special stages in Sonic games all tried to, like, be as 3D as possible. And here in Sonic CD, you have, like, this flat sort of Mode 7 Mario Kart track where you have mm. to run around and, again, just to jump up and uh, destroy these kind of uh, robot things. It's most similar to Sonic Mania's special stage. Yeah, I was going to say, like, it sounds a lot like Sonic Mania's I mean, even stage. Sonic Mania's special stage has, like, you know, probably, like, five different homages you could pick out in it. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, most, it's visually the closest to Sonic CDs. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't have a whole lot to say about Sonic CD. I mean, I'm sure I could find many other thing, things that would fill an hour, but uh, yeah, I think it was kind of a really important part of the of the series, that original, like, Genesis-based series. Um,
3: yeah, it's really cool. Hmm.
2: It's not great, but it's cool. Well, Kitty,
0: what is, <laughs> what is your that, relationship that's Sonic with in uh,
2: Sonic CD? Like,
3: Didn't play it. That's, oh, okay. like one of the few, like, older ones that I just, like, did not play.
2: Yeah, I, I feel like... Uh, Katie, I don't know you that well, but you'd probably hate it just because of the fact that it slows down a lot and you do mm-hmm. have to like go back and forth and through the time periods and just building up that momentum to travel through time yeah. is annoying by itself.
1: So. I, I want to give it more of a chance, but it's not as immediate as other Sonic games mm-hmm. and it's not – what you have to do is not as, as like uh, self-evident as it should be. Yeah. I, I, will, think.
2: I will fully admit you kind of had to be around when it came out right. it to really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, I mean it does, like like you said, kind of seem like the
0: the best expression of a CD game at the time. That was what, yeah. 92? Uh, 93. 93, yeah. okay. I, I mean, was one
3: years old. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You're a baby. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, Yeah, I mean, so it came out the same year of Rondo of Blood, which I guess to me Mm -hmm. kind of feels more like, oh, that's what a CD game should be. But, of course, we didn't even get that here, so I certainly didn't know about it at the time. Whereas I was at least aware of Sonic CD, although I did not have a Sega CD because I did not have money. Yeah. That was the challenge. And I I feel like Sonic CD kind of was like a— Almost kind of one of those legendary sort of import-only game, you know, had that sort of reputation of something like Rondo of Blood, even though it did come to the U.S. just because so few people had a Sega CD. I feel like it was the one that people played the least aside from maybe Chaotix. Oh, yeah. Um, Up until it was reissued for, what, like Xbox 360 or whatever about ten years Uh, ago? First on iPhone and
2: then they ported it to the consoles and Uh, PC and such. Yeah, Yeah. I mean – That was the Taxman version. Okay,
0: Right. So it it did eventually come out on consoles. Yeah. yeah. You can can get it right now. Is that backward compatible on Xbox One? Oh, I think so, yeah. Okay. It should be. So there's – I was going to say there's no excuse not to be able to play it now. But, of course, if you don't have an Xbox One, which is totally understandable, I guess you wouldn't have that option. But, yeah. yeah. It's on PC and every phone you can do That's right. Yeah, it's on on PC too. So so it's a lot more accessible than it used to be. I mean it was was definitely sort of like – the first Sonic game that was kind of out of reach. Like, mm-hmm. You know, you had to be one of the rich kids to have a Sonic CD or Sega CD. <laughs> not maybe not, but you know, like at the beginning, it yeah. was yeah. Like, it was definitely like with a Genesis and a Sega CD together. That was five
2: six hundred dollars. It was about five hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely so. one was begging parents to get it for Christmas for <laughs> right. multiple years.
1: Right. Yeah, it was that much money twenty five years ago. Right. So it's like tw- 20000 dollars <laughs> now, <laughs> something like that. Yes. Yeah. 20,000 Trump
2: bucks. Well, of course, Sonic CD had its import appeal because it had a different soundtrack. Mm -hmm. Oh, there is that too. Yeah. (laughs) I like both soundtracks, by the way, just so anybody listening knows for sure. Yeah, they're both okay. (laughs) Have they they said why they had Spencer Nielsen
0: just completely build a new soundtrack from the song? Oh, I'm sure
2: there was some interview that might have went into it a little bit. But I think it was just a case of like, you know, we just want a different flavor for this because Sonic had a different flavor in America to begin with. As far as marketing goes, so they probably just went ahead and had the time to do a different soundtrack, so they Hmm. got him to do it. I see. Well, I guess, you know, if you got the space and the money, might as well. Exactly. Sega in the 90s.
0: Instead of me flailing around for a while to find things to say about Sonic Mania while Ray saves my ass, uh, what we're going to do is we're your going cat. to let <laughs> listeners save my ass. That's right. You, the person whose ear holes are currently being tickled by this very podcast, you wrote in to tell us your thoughts about Sonic Mania by request if you read RetroNuts on Twitter or go to RetroNuts.com. Sometimes you'll see these mailbag requests and a whole bunch of you responded when I said, please tell us what you think about Sonic Mania. So, without further ado, let's reach into the mailbag, and uh, you folks can feel free to comment on this stuff and liven it up so it's not just me narrating for an hour
3: we read
2: them to you now.
0: From Nick Fugit, I think Sonic Mania is more than worthy of its praises as an accurate representation of the original games. That is, ooh, here goes, an okay game that looks and sounds nice, but is generally somewhere between okay and unnecessarily frustrating. I liked the additions they made, the soundtrack, and the new animations, but it was, like the old games, disposable fast food. Play it, not an acceptance, move on. Holy crap. Whoa. Uh, Whoa. Do, you guys want, <laughs> do you guys want to fight him? People said I was negative about Sonic. I did not write that. That was not us in Retronauts <laughs> expressing this opinion. Yeah. That was you, the people who complained that we're too negative about Sonic. And look what you've done. You've betrayed yourself. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> look at that. Jeremy, you should really
0: edit out his name. <laughs> okay, I'm going to bleep over his name so that you won't kill him. <laughs> Um, Do you guys think that's fair?
3: I mean, I feel like if you don't like Sonic games, you're not going to like Sonic Mania. It's, like, that simple. Like, Sonic Mania definitely makes things better, like exploration, and it's—I don't think it is as punishing. Like, they say it is punishing, and there's, like, a few bosses that really suck. Like, the oil ocean boss That's not fun. But, but on
0: the plus side, the bosses are a lot more varied in this game than yeah, totally. I, in any yeah. Sonic game that I've played before. Yeah, I agree with that. It's not just like, hey, here's a Robotnik robot doing a thing again in a different way. Like,
1: you start out with that and then it just goes off in oh, all yeah. kinds of directions. Yeah. Yeah. The bosses are great. Yeah. I have a counterpoint from, okay. from Rush Dog with a W. Uh, and he says, Sonic Mania serves as the ultimate counter argument to the quote, Sonic was never good, unquote, meme that became popular due to Sega mismanaging the franchise for a, a couple decades. Uh, physics have been <laughs> always been important to the 2D Sonic games, and Christian Whitehead and his team understand this better than anyone, with the possible uh, exception of Yuji Naka. After perfecting the physics, the dev team was able to craft some truly memorable stages. The 16 by 9 format really benefits the Sonic formula as well, giving players more time to react to obstacles at high speeds. The returning stages built upon what made them great in the past and subvert expectations in some very clever ways in their Act 2 iterations. The mean bean machine boss fight in Chemical Plant Act 2 immediately springs to mind as an example of this. With that said, it is the new stages that really steal the show. The stage is clearly set for Sonic Mania 2, and the future of 2D Sonic is looking very bright for the first time since 92. And that's something we didn't bring up, although um, there have been 2D Sonic games in this format, but uh, we didn't really talk about how the 16 by 9 format changes things. Mm -hmm. But I I think I agree that um, I I feel like it, it really lends a lot to the Sonic experience, because being able to see more in front of you... Is really helpful in Sonic games. For yeah, I sure. think I think it's a good contrast to Mega Man 11. Like like I was saying yeah, yesterday in
0: the, the episode we recorded, uh, I feel like Mega Man is kind of worse for being sixteen nine. Like, I just it doesn't quite feel right. But Sonic, like, because you're spending so much time, you know, running uh, and and barreling ahead, being able to have more screen real estate ahead of you, dedicated to showing what's coming up. I think really benefits the game, and it, it you know because this game is so much more focused on exploration, it just gives you more awareness of what's around you, and I think it really like this game really takes advantage of that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. All right, from
0: Mike Klapik. Hi, y'all. I'm all caps. Very excited about this episode. Oh boy! <laughs> I believe Mania is without question the best Sonic game ever made. Better than two or three. Better than Advance. Better than CD. And better than Generations. It was made with so much love and care for what fans of the series enjoy. Even the terrible ancillary characters. You can play as Mighty the Armadillo when you get the special edition or DLC, for God's sake. Mania feels streamlined and crafted to make every challenge fairly straightforward and manageable. Instead of giving players ambushes for random spike traps, fiddly death pits, or irritating nonsensical mazes like Sonic 3 often did, Mania feels focused on giving us cool moments that we can stumble into, assess, and maneuver around. A good example is the new version of Flying Battery Zone with its electrical lines Sonic has to swing past or destroy. You barrel up to the first of these sections and catch hold of a rotating bar, which stops you and lets you see the crisscross of lines and the robot controlling it. Then you can try and decide where you should jump. The whole game is thoughtful in this way. Also, the soundtrack by T. Lopes is heavy on funk and dance numbers, a callback to the better tracks of Sonic's early days before uneven butt rock became an unfortunate series calling card. See, Ray, it's not just me. (laughs) Funky Sonic is better. Don't at me.
1: The game really made the Flying Battery Zone better. I think, more playable, less frustrating. Although I could be thinking of the death egg zone. I don't know. Maybe they're right up not. against each other, basically. <laughs> don't know the difference. Uh,
2: they're different. But, no, I agree with that, though, yeah. The remix levels are very much improved. I mean, they're not, yeah, the best thing about them is that they're, not, they're not copy-paste level layouts. They do actually reimagine them in, in smart ways the, while also feeling a, pretty much exactly how you would remember them originally. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool.
1: Here is a young person's perspective. Uh, Brett Whitney says, by young I mean like 30. Brett Whitney says, I was too young to have experienced the likes of the original Sonic 1 and 2 on Genesis. The Sonic games that I grew up with are the 3D ones. I managed to try my hand at the classics when they were ported to phones. I thought they were pretty good, but some elements of the game left me very fr- very frustrated looking at you, Special Stages. When I got my Nintendo Switch, the first game I downloaded was Sonic Mania. I was blown away. They managed to pull off the same magic that the Genesis games did, but this time the developers weren't trying to come up with something to beat Nintendo. They were, pref- They were proving that classic Sonic games still have a place in the video game industry. The somewhat maze-like level design is a welcome change to the linear style of 2D Mario we have come to get used to, as well as delivering interesting boss fights, um, especially the Mean Bean Machine throwback. The new zones fall right in place with the old zones, and in addition, all of the extras and DLC kept me coming back for more. You bet I completed all of those Blue Sphere levels. Wow. You are a uh, <sighs> god among men, and um, I salute yeah. you, sir. I, if he was on a plane, I would clap for him. <laughs> um, before we take off, so while I still maintain that Sonic <laughs> Colors is one of my favorite uh, my favorite Sonic game, Mania comes at a close second. For, bleh, Mania comes at a close second for delivering quality content and nostalgia. I hope Christian Whitehead and his team see that the sentence see that the audience for classic Sonic games is still there and can follow up on this. Nevertheless, the game is still great and one of my favorite games I played in 2017. Uh, and he says, "Sorry for the long letter, but it was all worth it in the end." And you're 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 a superhuman. If I if I was mad at Brett Whitney, he would destroy me with his brain. <laughs> <laughs> probably yeah Blue Sphere is not even for me I'm a, I'm,
2: I'm a mere mortal compared to him from Justin Delustro
0: Sonic Mania is a great game as someone who grew up with the Genesis Trilogy cartoons and Game Gear games I loved the remix classic levels but my two complaints the last level is too long and poorly laid out and there are way too few original stages otherwise it's the best Sonic game since Sonic 3 and Knuckles only other games since it I truly liked was Generation so it was a treat and here's hoping for Mania 2
1: is that the end? Uh, that was the end. Oh, I think that's a real uh, Sonic tradition is just to have the last level be brutal and demoralizing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and all of the 2D Sonic games I played for doing for Retronauts, that's what I know. It's just like, boy, this last stage is really testing my patience with this experience.
3: Yeah, I remember when I was rev- back when I first reviewed it, that was the only stage where I up ran out of time. Like 10 minutes, I just like, ran mm. out of time because I could not <laughs> like beat it in time. And that was frustrating because I was like, how am I... It's like the whole point of this game is to go fast, and I'm just like not yeah. figuring this out in time, I guess. Well,
2: it's all to the last stage. Yeah. you got you to pull all the out. Yeah, that's exactly right. Robotnik is,
0: is not, not fooling around. He'll get that, Hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> Ken Hoyt says, I was a Sega kid during the 16-bit console wars, so I missed out on all the great RPGs that were on Super NES and that gen but at least I always had Sonic. I loved 1 to 3 so much, but rarely fa- But I fell off really hard after 3. Why didn't they just make more games exactly like Sonic 2? Just make that game forever. <laughs> the 3D Sonics were always bad to me, and my Sega fandom couldn't cover it. Still, I always had a soft spot for Sonic and would check out the games that came out, always disappointed, until finally Sonic Mania came out and gave me exactly what I wanted, more 16-bit Sonic. That sounds like specifically Sonic 2.
1: I'm really surprised that it took this long to get it right. Oh, Kevin Bunch uh, is on on the comments here, and he says, I really like Sonic Mania, but does it hue a bit too reverential with the sheer number of classic zones? If they do another, I hope they have the confidence to make more original settings. But hey, the stage designs, throwbacks, and the return of Ray, hooray, were all pretty grand, so I'm really nitpicking here. Yep. I I do like – like they are new levels, but I do feel like – in your in your brain, it does feel like a very samey experience to yeah. start a Green Hill Zone again. Yeah, I mean, Chemical plant zone.
0: There's only so many different permutations of the same Green Hill Zone's levels. Like, yeah, there's the twist. Yeah, yeah, there's the,
2: the little platforms and there's the fish the jumping out of the water. <laughs> I feel like that was a bad that was like a bad coincidence with like Sonic Forces, which also did the same thing. Opened on Green Hill, just like Generations did before it. This is like now we had a third game doing it. Like yeah, people like a, people were like,
0: eh, I get I feel, it. But. I feel like it it comes from a different place in Mania, but it's yeah, still like absolutely. Maybe don't do that anymore. Like not every Mario game starts with an homage to Super Mario Brothers World One One.
2: Yeah,
0: and yes. not not everyone. Yeah, so, not every. Not every. <laughs> So it's good to step away from that with Sonic too. Exactly. So speaking of the new stages, we haven't really talked about those a lot, but I really like the new levels. The you know the newly designed themes. Uh, if if I am correctly identifying, which ones are the new ones? The uh, like the the Japanese garden one with the, mm-hmm. the cherry oh, blossom. Garden, yeah. Plus, okay, yeah. 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 That garden, one. Yeah. That's one of the new ones, right? Yeah. And the Mirage Saloon is also a new yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so was that it in terms of the new stages or were there –
3: Studiopolis? Oh, Studiopolis, yeah. Yeah. that's right. Um, and, course,
0: and that yeah. one is like – it's new but it's also kind of old because it's so full of homages and it's very self-referential. Like the the spin – a club spin
2: yeah. is sign in the background. The a lot of like- obvious Sega references, yeah. not just Sonic. But yeah, yeah. Sort of – but renamed and sort of like GTA parody style. Mm. <laughs> Uh,
0: less less blatant than that. Not less blatant, yes. And less uh, less, less about buttholes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally, what was the last of the original theme stages? Oh, God.
3: I can't remember. What I like about Mirage Saloon is it's like—
2: I think the last few are new.
3: It has, like, two levels in it, basically, because it's like you can either be on the plane and there's, like, that part of Act 1 or if you're, like, Knuckles or Ray—I Ray, think Ray and Mighty also start out on the ground. So it's, like, you kind of getting, like, almost, like, four levels in one. It's, like, really yeah. interesting how it's, like, structured. And I think, like, the—it's just, like, a nicely designed, like, Western, like, cowboy type level. It's, that like, very actually, colorful and cool.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's kind of a—itself, it, it uh, guess what? It's kind of an homage to, like, the, the Lost Desert Zone. I think that mm. was going to be in um, three or mm-hmm. two or three. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that also that whole zone is like the best example of how those levels do split each other depending on the character. Like Knuckles has a different level path on like Green Hill Zone than he would on Sonic and tails, and so you know that sort of carries on through. But yeah, for sure, like that uh, plain or not plain part of uh, Mirage Saloon is really fun. Yeah, I'm a big fan of of games that
0: you know give you a space and then give you different ways to play it with you know depending on which character you're playing it as or, yeah. like, which loadout you have or whatever. So, yeah, that's something that that I really like, especially, again, you know, about Encore is that it's just—it feels like it takes a really good game and then just blows it open and says, okay, now you can do a bunch of other things within this space that you've already kind of explored.
2: Yeah. So it really feels like the best kind of fan service in that sense. It really makes me appreciate, like, the, the, the people who made it. It's like they have—they <laughs> probably have all sorts of Sonic levels in their head and they mm-hmm. just had to, like— they're, they probably have a million more after this, but they're just they're just really uh, well done.
0: Yeah, and I, I really like the fact that you know in the, uh, the the Mirage Saloon Zone, like a big part of it does involve the biplane, which you know is this element that's kind of been you know percolating throughout Sonic since Sonic Two, and I think Sonic Two, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's always just been kind of like a little transitional cutscene thing, if I'm not mistaken. But here there's actually a stage where you're kind of controlling it. Like Sonic looks up and Tails flies up. And... You do do that in Sonic 2. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Damn
2: it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so here's my ignorance speaking again. All right. I'm just going to do it all. It's it okay. All it's a later stage. I can okay. Understand. All right. Yeah. I guess I just haven't played that yeah. far. So, so again, that's not necessarily something that's new. But I don't know. It feels – it felt fresh to me. Yeah. For sure. As like the the sort of – uh, ignorant apostate Sonic player who's not necessarily a fan but doesn't dislike Sonic either. So kind of casually like play a few stages and say that's neat. Okay, next. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess Sonic Mania is for me
1: the, the person who sucks. <laughs> what? Come on. I, I feel it's like for everybody this who game, sucks, who uh, doesn't suck. This game we're we're approaching as uh, we're approaching this game as you know people who have played Sonic games, but I think this is a great game to play if it's for your first sonic game mm-hmm. really it's like uh it is uh just the ideal version of those levels with like a modern day mindset like i if if you never played a sonic game i would say play this one first and maybe just stop stop with this one i mean does
0: this <laughs> does this game sort of you know, obviate the need for the previous Sonic games, does it overwrite them, or do you think it's more of a compliment
1: um, if you're if you're a new two d Sonic player and you play this one, the other games might be a little too frustrating for you mm-hmm. um or you you might not be used to the sort of concessions we put up with. Um, in the 90s so I don't know I, I, I could never put myself in that place because it's just such a foreign experience to me but I mean I think those games are still worthwhile but this is really just like um, sort of like uh, a very Shovel Knighty experience like what like what would these developers do had they known had they had the time or oh, the, yeah. the hindsight you know Yeah, it just makes me all the more frustrated that Mega Man 11 didn't turn out
0: Adolfo Lopez says, On the topic of Sonic Mania, I think one tradition it upholds is the great music of the series. When I think of Sonic on the Genesis, I think of those catchy tunes that have stuck with me all those years Flying Battery Zone, Chemical Plant Zone, Green Hill Zone, Metropolis Zone. Every time I see Sonic Mania mentioned anywhere, including your call for submissions, I immediately start playing the Studiopolis Zone music in my head. I love how Mania takes music from previous entries and remixes them for Zone 2. Great music package all around. Yeah, that was something I really enjoyed, is that, like, you know, even though the. Uh, Green Hill Zone music is basically like hardwired into every video gamer's brain at this point. Like you get into the second stage and it's like a new take on it. and it, it, it kind of, you know, livens things up. So even though you're like, well, it's this music again, then you kind of got the remix thing going on. Which, yeah. you know that, That's an old trick in gamings, but but it, it's, you know, it's,
2: I don't know. It, it works here really well, I think. Yeah, I think the new music is just really good. I think even the music has a Saturn flavor to it. Like it's sort of an evolution of Sonic CD's. From that sense. And so it's like, oh, yeah, I can see this being in a Saturn Sonic game.
1: How about Mm -hmm. that? So, yeah, they really pulled it off. Oh, so Stuart Gipp says, this is a short comment, um, it's a good game, probably the best Sonic game since the mid-90s. It suffers from a chronic lack of identity besides slavish adherence to expectations, which can be amusing but never truly satisfying. As a result, it's a fun experience that feels a little bit masturbatory. It's from Stuart Gipp. Yikes.
0: He's one of our contributors. We're in
1: trouble now. I feel like uh, I did like Generations because it wasn't ambitious. It was just giving me the nostalgia I wanted. But I feel like this is a much more successful uh, version of that game. Yeah, I mean, Generations, I liked it too, but it is a wank. It really is, yeah. Yeah,
3: I feel like, if anything, Generations more fits that description Mm. where it's just like... I feel like the problem I had with Generations is it just felt kind of like passionless. Like, it didn't (laughs) feel like... it's like... We're just giving you what you want. Hey, kids, you like yeah. the
0: chubby Sonic, right? <laughs> when they you think know. outside the box,
1: though, it, it always goes wrong, I feel. So, like, staying within that box was a good for one game.
3: Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I feel like I've always liked Sonic Say they, they're not afraid to get weird and, like, do mm. dumb stuff. Yeah, I mean, and Sonic, Sonic and the Black safe, Knight, like, you know? like,
0: whose idea
3: was yeah, that? Yeah, it's like they have, thro- they Sonic have like, a you know. <sighs> like, they just, yeah.
2: you know. Well, I think a lot of the complaining about like the, the, the classic remix stages in Mania I think come from people – and I, I don't know anything about Stuart. I'm sorry. But I think people <laughs> – a, a lot of them don't – haven't played any of the ROM hacks over the years mm. or the fan games. And like if you want some wank, there you go. Yeah, there, wank away. Yeah. Um, so I, and again, you know, it's all – Mania is all based on that that history. Um, but I think it's honed, and so they did a good job, and I don't think it's that annoying that there's a few classic stages in it. All right. Well, I'm going
0: gonna, I'm gonna to impose a moratorium on conflating Sonic and winking at this point. <laughs> All right. That. Suit yourself. But here's, here's <laughs> a kind of a counterpoint to that uh, from Anthony Whitaker. Sonic Mania was the Force Awakens of the Sonic series. While not entirely groundbreaking, it reset the series and brought it back to its former glory. Sure. While the inclusion of classic zones and Blue Sphere felt like unnecessary filler, and likely an indication of Sonic Team's initial hesitation with the project, Whitehead and Team made the most of that, and the remixed versions of those zones in Act 2 make them worth revisiting. Encore Mode seems like a glimpse of some of the ideas the team could bring to future installments if Sega gives them the green light, like the character change mechanic and Ray and Mighty's abilities. The design concept of, what if there was an unreleased Sonic game for the Saturn?, is an intriguing one that I've contemplated many times. So I'm glad they leaned into that. Also, I cannot speak highly enough of T. Lope's soundtrack, which smartly tapped into the New Jack Swing sound that the older games featured. Mm-hmm. I waited 24 years for the series to come back to this. Welcome
1: back, buddy.
2: Is New Jack Swing another term for ass jazz?
0: I think so. <laughs>
1: okay. It's Michael Jacksony. Is that what the music mm-hmm. sounds like? Yeah. That's what I think. So so Tillis says, since the end of the Mega Drive era, there have been several attempted revivals of the traditional Sonic gameplay. Sonic Pocket Adventure, Sonic Advance, Half of Sonic Generations, and unfortunately Sonic 4. Oh, yeah. We never mentioned Sonic 4.
2: And we didn't have to. (laughs) (laughs) It
1: never existed. No. Uh, The results were very mixed and none of them came close to reaching the heights of the 16-bit classics. None of them felt like true sequels to Sonic 3 and Knuckles, merely lesser versions of Sonic 2. Sonic Mania succeeded not only in faithfully recapturing the look, sound, feel, and gameplay philosophy of the Mega Drive titles, but also moving forward from where Sonic uh, 3 and Knuckles left off. Rather than scaling down the experience, Mania went with bigger, with sprawling, secret-filled levels, grand set pieces, unique character abilities, a charming Saturn-styled special stage, and some of the most invented bosses since Sonic CD. Mm -hmm. A feature that particularly impressed me was the return of the Aqua Flame and Thunder Shields from Sonic 3. They behaved as they did before, but this time they had environmental effects. The Flame Shield would burn wooden bridges and melt Mm, ice, the Aqua Shield would let you walk on harmful chemicals, and the Thunder Shield would magnetize you. I feel like this is a microcosm of what makes... Sonic Mania so special—the way it built upon what came before in novel ways, with a new surprise around every corner—and that's one thing I forgot. Is like the shields do things environmentally mm-hmm. now yeah, too.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, I, that's I a really touch. enjoyed uh, bridges burning out from beneath my feet. I was like, "What the? <laughs>
1: okay, that makes sense." <laughs> I know, I know. It's a, it's a not a good. Uh, it's a sore spot for Ray. But like, how does this compare to Sonic Four? Uh, like, what, what does it do right that Sonic Four does wrong? You reviewed Sonic Four, right? I reviewed Episode Two. Yeah, which is better than Episode One. Uh,
2: but I think, like the Sonic four games were mainly by dimps, and I think Dimps just makes, made the worst Sonic levels. They really just did not understand because they, they were way too much on the bottomless pits. That was like the key uh, thing you're right. they really just did not get anything about what made the 2 d games great uh, so that's that 's the core thing is that you know, you have these fans now who made these hacks and fan games all the time and understood how the actual levels are laid out and mm-hmm. just you know intrinsically made a game like that, and uh, that's, the, that's, that's the difference.
1: <laughs> yeah, I didn't see the fanfare for Sonic 4 that I am seeing for Mania, even in terms of like, oh, look, this thing is here. I think, mean, yeah, you know, no, Sonic 4 is the easiest Sonic game to hate by <laughs> far. Yeah.
3: yeah, it's ugly. I yeah. mean, I feel like that's <laughs> what it comes down to. It's yeah, like, they tried to make graphics like game. New
2: Super Mario Brothers,
3: but yeah. doesn't apply in there. yeah.
0: <laughs> Why, no one should ever do that. No, thank <laughs> you. Uh, From Kevin Boyer, The new music, stages, and gameplay gimmicks feel authentic compared to any classic Sonic game. The game does an excellent job of showing an alternate timeline of a series, much like Contra 4 for DS. Mm -hmm. As a fan of the more experimental Sonics, Sonic Rush, Dark Brotherhood, Secret of the Rings are among my favorites. I do hope the success of Mania doesn't turn the series into pure nostalgia. Here's looking forward to
2: Team Sonic Racing in 2019. All right. Someone on the other end of the spectrum there. That's cool. I mean, I don't think there's any danger of Sonic games adhering to the classic games forever for a long time anyway. Because now the 3D games are classics.
1: <laughs> that's, that's true, as yeah. we've just
2: heard. <laughs> so,
1: all right, let's let's do one more each. Okay, uh, one's from Muteki. I'm going to edit this a little bit because it's very long. But um, he says so before this he gives he, he gives a bunch of examples, but he says in, in that try in uh, trying to pump this game full of ideas from every 2D Sonic game that existed up until around 1999, I think the game suffers. Levels wind up being much more cramped and harder to navigate than I tend to associate with the series, and on top of that, they're pretty long. I definitely remember complaining about the absurdity of retaining the time limit of the previous games when the levels were at least twice as long of any as, as any of those. Thankfully, that was fixed in recent updates. Uh, the other issue I have with the game is that being uh, due to being built around a set of stages from various times and places in the series, there's not as clear of a sense of progression in space like you saw in inter-level cutscenes in Sonic 3. Even after updates to uh, enhance its efficiency, there are some transitions added after the fact that are pretty weak, just like when escaping from the hydrosity te- uh, sewers to wind up on the Tornado biplane in a Mirage Saloon. I think the idea of having the game be another uh, historical pastiche game instead of wholly original is in conflict with the sort of game with clear connective tissue and ever-escalating stakes. And I, he said, I also think a lot of the, ba- the boss encounters are overcomplicated and not very fun. And I, I do agree with that last part because I feel like some of the bosses are really cool. But when I actually beat them, I'm like, I guess that's how you're supposed to do it. I, I just barely beat him or I, like I did in a way that I felt like I was cheesing it. Like there was no clear no clear strategy in my eyes to how to, how to fight this boss. Hmm.
0: All right. One final letter and it's kind of, you know, another opposite tack to the previous one. So this game is uh, – <laughs> I kind of feel like there are two schools of thought here. Like, it's very classic feeling, and that's great, and it's very classic feeling, and I wish they had done something different. Yeah. All right. This is from Luis Guillermo Jimenez Gomez. One of the great things about Sonic Mania is that it fully commits to its retro aesthetic while pushing it to its limits. There have been retro revival-ish Sonic games before, especially in the last decade or so advanced generations, For but they often suffered from half-hearted concepts in execution or limited production values. That is not the case with Mania. The developer's tested experience and knowledge in the ROM hack scene results in a game fully committed to improving and polishing on the fundamentals of the classic Sonic games, with the most solid overall foundation a Sonic game has had, probably since the first rush. On top of that foundation, they put some fantastic levels and strong gameplay, which only improves with the new character-switching mechanic on Sonic Mania+. Plus. Finishing one of the latter... Oh... Finishing one of the later, more difficult levels on Plus with my last characters made for a memorable, intense experience and well worth trying the expansion. So, best Sonic? Yes, definitely. Bestest Sonic? I still defer to 3D Sonic 2. Colors DS Rush, and especially Sonic 3 and Knuckles for that title, but Mania is rapidly getting closer. And then to kind of wrap this up, uh, I want to talk a little bit, or maybe have Ray talk a little bit about uh, some influences that he sees that I don't think other people have identified, which would be the 8-bit Sonic games, which yeah. tend to be kind of overlooked. Um, mm-hmm. There was a there was a pretty cool thread on Reset Era recently that was talking mm-hmm. about uh, the the Master System Sonics and how they, you know, uh, those were developed by uh, ancient. Yuzo Koshiro's company. Or at least ancient the first one, and Aspect. Yeah. Right, the, the first one was Ancient. Similar name. Uh, but, but it added like, you know, kind of the, the narrative framework that one of the letter writers was complaining lacked is, is lacking in Sonic Mania. Like the idea of here's a journey, here's a world map. So it did, you know, th- those games varied quite a bit from the Genesis yeah. games, even though if, at first glance you'd be like, oh, it's just a scaled down version of the Genesis games.
2: Yeah. Uh, they did start off pretty different from the Genesis games, but then quickly like snapped right in, into line. <coughs> I think with them uh, towards the later ones, but uh, I. I, Well, I
0: I mean, like when you first glance at it, you like you're like, oh, Green Hill Zone, but eight bits.
2: Oh yeah, but I mean, like, okay, well, I'll get into it. Okay, (laughs) Uh, I actually have quite a bit of sentimentality towards the 8-bit games, probably more than the 16-bit games, because I had a Game Gear first before Genesis, and that was just because I was like, well, you know what? If I'm going to get anything for Christmas, it better be the portable color system with a backlight so I can play it under the covers. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I really do like the Sonic 8-bit games. However, not all of them are that great in the uh, big picture. Only two of them, I think, are must-plays, and that is Sonic Chaos and Sonic Triple Trouble. Um, those are the two that are most like the sixteen-bit games, and have enough of the uh, enough elements of them to really feel competent. Uh, Sonic One is also fine; it's good. Like Jeremy said, it's a bit different. It, it, it looks familiar, but it does everything a bit differently. Sonic Two is just a real weird one. It yeah. just like it starts off weird. The mm. physics are weird. Everything is weird. <laughs> that was an aspect game. Uh, I think so. Yeah. yeah okay. um, I can't remember for sure, but uh, yeah, and and some of the thing is that most of them were not on Master System as well because I think you know people will look at the Game Gear version and see the the scrunched resolution and the screen space and feel like oh I don't want to play this, uh, but uh, at least Sonic Chaos is on Master System and has an expanded view, so I think um, people will like it. oh and actually uh, speaking of ROM hacks, I think people did hack. Triple Trouble to play in a more uh, re- master system resolution. Ooh. So you can find ways to uh, make that a more comfortable experience <laughs> for you. But uh, those two games, Triple Trouble and Chaos, are the best Game Gear games. There are, of course, a lot of spinoffs like Sonic Drift and Tails Adventure and Sonic mm-hmm. Labyrinth, which is like Sonic 4 levels of dire. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the whole, I quite like the epic games. And um, they are present in some ways in Sonic Mania. Uh, yeah, so so can you explain
0: just a little bit about what Chaos and Triple Trouble do, yeah. and, and what that what
2: that is brought over to Mania as? Okay, sure. Well, uh, <laughs> if at I'll all, explain, yeah. Well, like I said, Chaos and Triple Trouble are more like the Genesis games in that they are more focused on speed and getting through things, and also like a good uh, focus on power ups. Like Sonic has these like jet shoes in Sonic Chaos. They are kind of fun to use. So they do have some weird, like, uh, non-canon uh, abilities, but they are—they do feel more like uh, the Genesis games. Um, that's, like, my super nutshell way to put it. Uh, but in Triple Trouble, they introduced a new villain or, you know, henchman character named Knack the Weasel, N-A-C-K. And then he shows up in a cameo in Sonic Mania. Uh, when you start Mirage Saloon, you'll f- see either him or uh, – uh, bean or bark the polar bear on, on the opposing plane that shoots him down and starts to level <laughs> so that's a fun little uh, element there and then also there's a, a metal sonic fight boss uh, boss fight in Sonic Mania that where he spits out these little tiny silver sonics and that's mm-hmm. actually what was supposed to be metal sonic in Sonic 2 on Game Gear hmm. was these little
1: silver sonics,
2: not silver the hedgehog huh, but right. robotic silver Sonic.
1: he was Sonic Riders right? Uh, uh no, Sonic two thousand six. Oh. I'm thinking of another silver hedgehog then. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh you're thinking of my fanon character? Uh cheerfully withdrawn. <laughs> yeah. So those are like is the two Jeremy big the hedgehog. Those are the two big references to the 8
2: bit games that people will really appreciate if you are familiar with those. And so um yeah. Uh but then also uh if I may go on another tangent, there's a new fan game that is like a remake of Sonic Chaos hmm. that is done up just like Sonic Mania is. And uh, done in a different engine, but these these fans made like a nice uh, reimagining of Sonic Chaos, which is also fun and will feel a lot like Sonic Mania. So you can check that out. If you... What is that one called? Sonic Chaos. Oh, okay, yeah, just <laughs> like Sonic Chaos twenty eighteen is your Google. No, search for. I, uh, you can look up the Sonic uh, or Sega Amateur Games Expo SAGE. That's where people gather to put publish their fan games. Uh, and I didn't have realize there was such a thing. Uh, there is, and it's pretty cool. Uh, you can see Sage. good videos on it from uh, John Linneman from Digital Foundry. Oh, okay. He
1: does, he, he, mm. he does sure, roundups sure. of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Sonic Chaos and uh, Triple Trouble are both on 3DS, right? I believe so, yeah. yeah. They are, yes. So, uh, Sega, I think, put all the
0: Game Gear Sonics on 3DS, didn't they? Did they? They might they not put, like, have done— they, There were like
2: five Game Gear games and then <laughs> all the Sonics or something. There are five like Sonic platformers on Game Gear. Sonic 1, 2, Chaos, Triple Trouble, and Tales Blast. Adventures, isn't it? No, Blast. Sonic Blast.
0: Isn't Tales Adventures on there?
2: It's not really a platformer. It's kind uh, of. Okay. I mean, I mean it, did, I it does, but it's not the Sonic platformer in the way I'm, just, I'm thinking of it. Got <laughs> it. Yeah. But then, yes, there are the side games Tales Adventure, Tales Sky Patrol,
1: and Sonic Drift 1 and 2, and Sonic Labyrinth. Uh, there are it. way more Sonic games on Game Gear than there were on Genesis. I mean, it was the kid friendly system, so yeah. they just
2: pumped it full of Sonic mm-hmm. stuff.
0: Sure. Yeah. All right, so our guests for our next episode have begun to arrive, so we need to wrap this up, but I think we've kind of covered what mm-hmm. we need to cover. So just to kind of wrap up, um, I, I, I would be curious to hear everyone's sort of final verdict on Sonic Mania. Success, failure, what what needs to happen with Sonic Mania 2 to make it, you know, shore up the weaknesses of the first game. Uh, Katie, why don't you jump in?
3: I feel like, After, like, having played Sonic Mania basically twice now and then, like, Mm. bouncing into it, I feel like it... I feel like I don't want Sonic Mania 2. Like, I want them to make five. Like, that seems like the logical thing. So I feel like my favorite parts of Sonic Mania are the new levels. So I want them to just make a bunch of new levels.
2: What what if
0: they called it Sonic Mania 2 and it were just all new levels? I mean, that would be cool. Or do you think Sonic Mania, by definition, is... I feel like
3: after playing Sonic Mania, it feels like it's so tethered to, like... We're, like, paying tribute to Sonic history mm. and remixing all these old levels. And they're, like, new and like, fun ways and stuff. But I just want them to just do new stuff. like That would be cool. Mm-hmm.
1: Bob? I have the exact same feeling about that. And uh, if they they can still reference things, but I feel like I, I just want to know how they can do when they're not uh, so relying on nostalgia. Yeah. And I think they the based on the original levels in this game, I think they can do a really good job. And uh, even though this is sort of my ideal Sonic experience, I uh, like Ray said. I, I love Chemical Plant Zone, but I'm really sick of it now. I, I don't want to hate that <laughs> yeah. song because it's, uh, it's a really good song. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I really want to see even if they call it Mania 2, Just like more original levels. Like I'm so surprised they came up, they came up with themes that have not been used before, or themes that I don't remember Sonic games using before. So I really want to see you know just more original content from this team.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat um, as as the rest of you. Uh, I feel like. I am okay if I never play Green Hill Zone again. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I love the original Sonic, but yeah, that's that's been done many, many times. So let's move along. Uh, I'd be happy to see more original bonus stages, like the um, the UFO chase stages, and fewer like Blue Sphere. Uh, like that was a neat effect on Sega Genesis and okay, like we live in a 3D world now so it's less impressive and a little frustrating Mm -hmm. but on the whole, like I really like the game and I I would love to see you know, the next game that that this team creates hopefully they will create another one Um, just, you know, add in more characters do more of the, you know, the sort of multifaceted level design where you can explore in many different ways and get different things out of the game by playing as different characters like to me that's that's a really great way to get a lot of mileage out of a, you know, a, sort of a finite toy box. So, um, yeah, like just Encore Mode was great and uh, I'm really impressed by it. So just take the take that and, and run in a new, new direction with it.
2: Yeah. Right? Um, Well, I like Sonic Mania quite a bit. However, I don't really want there to be a Sonic Mania 2. I don't want them to run into the Mega Man 10 effect where it's just like, yeah, that was cute last time, but I'm I'm, I'm done now. I think that would happen. However, if I'm them, if I'm those guys, and if I'm Sega, and considering the Saturn influence in Sonic Mania already, I would start making a low-poly Sonic platform game called Sonic Extreme. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. We bring that back from the dead. I think it would blow minds in just the same way Sonic Mania did. I kind of want to uh, see that now. Yeah. That's my prediction.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Ray. That yeah. was the, 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 the spiritual touch this podcast <laughs> yeah. needed. The right. Perfect, yeah. The perfect grace note. Thank you. We need to make Sonic a <coughs> stream. All right. So you have your challenge, uh, Sonic team. Or <laughs> not Sonic team. but Neo Sonic team. Uh, uh, Taxman team. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, anyway – Thanks, everyone, for writing in, uh, sharing your thoughts. It sounds like I said, you know, there's kind of two schools of thoughts about this game. And I see validity to both of them. And I'm kind of in between the two because I like the idea of Sonic Mania and also suck at playing it. So it goes. But... Definitely the most fun I've had playing a Sonic game since, you know, I borrowed a friend's Genesis back in the day and messed around with the original. So uh, a pretty successful game. Anyway, uh, let's wrap now. This has been Retronauts and I am Jeremy Parrish. You can find me on the internet on Twitter at GameSpite. Uh, I'm also contributing stuff to Greenlit Content. So you can find me there at Greenlit Content on Twitter and other places. And, uh, of course, Retronauts itself is at Retronauts.com. It's on social media as Retronauts. And uh, we are supported through Patreon. Your donations, not really donations, your subscription is what keeps us going. Uh, $3 a month will get you early access to podcasts with no ads and higher audio quality, which I think is very compelling. And if you donate uh, – if you contribute more, like at a higher t- Patreon tier, you get other cool things like T-shirts and stuff. So please check that out at patreon.com slash Katie.
3: Uh, I, you, I'm, you can find me on Twitter at YouMakeKaty. It's Y-U-M-E-C-A-T-Y. And I host a podcast called Bad End Podcast. And we're at Bad End Podcast on Twitter and stuff.
2: Right, I'm RDBAAA on Twitter. You can also follow my game company, Bipedal Dog, on Twitter. It's under the same name. How about that? Uh, yeah, that's, that's the core thing. Thank you very much.
1: Hey, it's Bob Mackey. You can find me on Twitter as Bob Servo. I have two other podcasts, Talking Simpsons and What a Cartoon. And I have a Patreon you can check out. That's patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons. If you go there and subscribe, you'll get all kinds of bonus stuff. We're doing a lot of great things in 2019. If you're listening to this later than 2019, hey, how about 2019? That was pretty great, huh? Well, yeah, I think it worked out for all of us involved. So, yeah, go to patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons to find out where you can get a lot of cool bonus podcasts, exclusive series, bonus interviews, cool stuff like that. If you like old video games, you might like old cartoons. You, I think I think it's a good idea to like both. That's it for me. All right. Well,
0: thanks, everyone, again, for listening and for writing in. Be sure to keep watching Retronauts.com and Retronauts on Twitter to watch for future mail solicitations. They happen every few months when we're going to record. So, yes, thanks. And stick around in a few days for another episode. They keep coming at you. you got to catch up with us. Goodbye.